the, the point that I'm making here is that like even while LeBron and Kyrie wouldn't be the same kind of favorites had Le- like as Kobe and Shaq would have been if they figured things out and put stuff behind them and actually like right. got back to having another opportunity to play. They together. were the second best team ever. Right. And, and, and no, 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 no. 16 and one Lakers beat the beat the bricks off of the off beat any the, of your words. I got beat the bricks off of who beat the brakes is what you're going for now bricks because I'm oh. thinking of Draymond's shot so like I'm sorry <laughs> backpack like, Draymond for, for Freudian slip no but I, I but I, I 1617 Warriors 2000 2001 Lakers and then those Bulls teams I do think those Lakers teams handle the Bulls teams pretty easily yeah yeah I think so too but go ahead I, all right sorry go ahead but any, but like I think oh we just slipped into new media did you see that I do yes you wow. and Harrison's conversation on that was cut was funny, holy yeah. shit how about that I still got it <laughs> you do all right so finish sorry old old media Rufus. old media Anthony just slipped into new media how about that finish, finish your point about uh, about <laughs> but the, I think like from from like a from a story from a story standpoint I find it really cool that LeBron and Kyrie could have an opportunity to rectify that immaturity right yeah. i find it really cool that that yeah. like that those second chances don't come along often and i find it really cool that that they and and this is something that i i would imagine this is why we have gotten so much outside pressure from Kyrie's camp from lebron's camp to get some of this stuff to get it done and and i think as we approach august 4th uh if lebron doesn't sign his ex- here's i'll put it this way you know a good way to make sure that LeBron signs his extension on August fourth, midnight on ext- on August fourth. You know a good way to get that done. I think you. I think you have a suggestion. <laughs> you offer the second first rounder. You take on Joe Harris's contract. You send Taylor Horton Tucker if you have to. Maybe you get some additional help, whatever, and you get the Kyrie deal done. Then on midnight Eastern, whenever LeBron can finally sign that extension on August fourth. He would sign it the second it was it was handed to him. We're gonna have pictures of him him at the house uh, with uh, with Rob and and Rich <laughs> at LeBron's at yeah. LeBron's crib that Harrison is trying to knock on the door and then see if LeBron <laughs> will answer. Le- LeBron LeBron would sign it with his left hand, which is really wild to me that he writes with his left even as he does everything with his right. Um, I it's just yeah, I it would, so, it, but that's that's how you get that done. Like if so, you if you want to avoid the headache. You get it done. He signs his, his extension on August fourth, and you head on into training camp. So this is fascinating to me, and I don't know why I thought of this when you were you were saying it. But the, like the story of it, because you don't get a lot of chances, right? Like these these star, like Kyrie wasn't at that level some years back. I mean, he made maybe the like biggest shot in NBA history. Yeah, but he wasn't at the level of these other guys that I'm going to talk about in a second, but you're right. You don't often get like a second chance at this. And right. Like if, if you know, you were talking about this Shaq and Shaq and Kobe, obviously their breakup. And then did they have a second chance at it? Like, what would it look like have looked like if Shaq had come back, but the time Shaq maybe could have come back, he wasn't that guy anymore. And Kobe probably yeah. wasn't either. And right, the other interesting thing, right? There was kind of the the Steph and Clay and Draymond on one side and KD, that kind of dynamic. Yeah. And there are, I don't believe it, but there are kind of rumors that maybe there's interest there in reuniting that. Are are Steph and and 
KD as good as they were three years ago, four years ago? No, but they're still both like those guys. They're still both top four or five guys. But that's like as long as it's been like LeBron and Kyrie are still those dudes. Like so having a chance to come back, you know, years later and reconcile theoretically while still like not being afterthoughts on the court is fascinating to me. It's also it's an interesting it's an interesting story. It's also, you know, one of the one of the conversations I've noticed over the and look, I've participated in it, right, where I I am of the opinion that I think the Indiana trade makes more sense for the Lakers, where if you send the same exact assets to Indiana that you would be sending to Brooklyn and you get back Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, I think that does that does make more sense, a little more sense. It's not like staggering, but I think it makes a little more sense for the Lakers given how lacking they are in depth across their roster. But I would also say that like, just to put my feet in LeBron's shoes, or if I was to put myself in LeBron's head, it wouldn't exactly shock me to find out that the math is as simple for LeBron and Kyrie in this case. They're basically saying, hold on, we won a championship with you and when we were together, Mm -hmm. we beat, a team, a Golden State team, there isn't going to be a team out there in the league next year as good as the Golden State team that we beat. Um, and oh, by the way, we're also swapping Kevin Love with Anthony Davis. Like the math there for the given the way that like this has been one of the cooler things in doing the show with you is is you've kind of helped me think of the game through some of these NBA stars eyes and the way that they, they look at the game is very different from like how NBA Twipster and NBA hipster Twitter maybe looks at the game. And so for LeBron and for Kyrie, they're saying, wait, we, we, we beat a team that there won't be as a team as good as that, that 73 win golden state team out there. I don't think there's a bad, I think the future, but in the regular season, right? Never, nobody's ever going to do that. Right, but Never like that, we aren't we aren't going to see a team that good in 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 the playoffs or over the course of the season. Uh, we are upgrading from Kevin Love to Anthony Davis. Now, the supporting cast won't be as strong in LA as it was in Cleveland, but no. star players don't really think of role players in in the same way that I do. And and Correct. so like for them, like this is like when, when people wonder. Why, why would LeBron push so hard for Kyrie, even given how things went with Russell Westbrook last year? This is why. This is the math that he's doing. He's, looking he's, at, he's seen it. Yeah, he's looking at it, and he's saying, I've won a championship with this guy. We are upgrading from Kevin Love right. to Anthony Davis over here. Proof of and, yeah, and by the way, again, there isn't a team as good as the Golden State team that we beat en route to that championship. So for them, it's like, just give us a shot. And that's why, again, on August fourth, <laughs> on August fourth, if this if, if this deal isn't done yet, LeBron is going to be still saying, "Rob, just give me that shot." I twenty twenty nine, be damned. Just give me that shot. But I, I think that's why my point that there could be this theoretical reconciliation, while they still have some juice left, but there's still something in the tank, right? Yeah. So a lot in the tank, man. LeBron could have led the league in scoring last year. Correct. No, that's my. And point. he just like, like and he just played the last game or two of the season. He could have led the league in scoring. <laughs> he, so you get this, like, yes, right? They can 
they have that muscle memory of we did this uh yeah. whatever seven years ago and then you have the like we're not done yet right like because yeah like let's use it like okay so so lebron leaves they had this great success with the unfortunate stuff with bosh his career ended prematurely yeah but he had that muscle memory of we won titles with D Wade. All right, so he wants D Wade to come to Cleveland. Yeah, D Wade couldn't play anymore by then, mm-hmm. right? So Kyrie can still hoop, right? And LeBron can still hoop. So there isn't that like, yeah, like I have this this remembrance of what it was, but like it's just dudes playing out the string. Yeah, that's not the case with. I mean, okay, I can say this: Kyrie can still play. How available is he going to be? How often is he going to play? Yeah, that's an open conversation. But that dude can. But still when hoop. he's right, that dude can still hoop. Yeah, look, and, and he's and, an, and he's a great fit with LeBron. And again, we he's Aaron. I think he's probably a better fit with AD than he is with LeBron. Like that's the wild thing. Like if you're if you're looking at if you're looking at like, all right, what would it look like after LeBron? Do you trust Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving? And and. Granted, there are ver- some very real questions about both of those guys. There, um, Dan Wojcicki just wrote in the Times. I, I I'll try to pull it up really quick, and and essentially uh, read off of it. But he says uh, sources have said the Lakers are more reluctant to part with picks this summer than in the past. Maybe a sign that they realize there aren't quick fixes, or maybe a sign they're willing to wait as long as possible in an effort to get to try and get price tags lowered. Um, so that's that's just in regarding to the uh, the Lakers' approach to moving picks in general. Mm-hmm. But he also wrote this quote: "With Irving, it's a combination combination of a lot of factors. Irving's own injury injury history, questions about his long term passion for basketball, his ability to be available in situations requiring he be vaccinated. Although we are finding out that next year the NBA is not going to require vaccinations across across the league." Um, his own pending free agency next summer. There are all reasons to give people within the Lakers pause when considering whether or not uh, this is the trade to go all in for. So like that, that's what, that's one of those like pseudo reports to me where he's analyzing the situation, but I think he's echoing some of what he has heard in people talking about the situation. Like those, those concerns about Kyrie are very real, and they are they are concerns that the Lakers have had for years now, not just this offseason, but for years regarding Kyrie Irving. Um, and and I think when we look at like the difference between maybe how an organization views a guy and how somebody who won a championship with that guy, like mm-hmm. the difference between those two perceptions and the, the two stances that those two sides might take, again, it's all about manage the headaches like i i I know that Kyrie eventually could become is a headache unto his own but if you're talking about the the heck that you're trying to take it take care of before it becomes a big one on august 4th if you can get this thing done before then and 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 avoid all of that together and just head into training camp where all these guys have to think about is all right this is our squad this is how we're going to move forward i think that's the path that i would take if i were if it's available that's the path that I would right take there. for the league. That's that is that is. I'm glad you. I'm glad you put that qualifier in there. Yeah. Um. Because again, I say this a lot, but it is not a unilateral decision. It is not just. Yeah. Here we go. But as as you mentioned, and as Dan has mentioned, right, there is an element of 
what are you willing to do now versus what are you willing to do a week from now, a month from now? And that is true on both sides. Um, and you don't want to have to give up everything until you have to actually give up everything. And yeah. no, Lakers but I do, technically don't have to right now, to your point. And, but I do, right. And you don't want to, you don't want to negotiate against yourself and you want to make the best deal. And as long as there are other options out there, um, you know, you can hold that up. Like mm, we could do this, right. And it's negotiating, mm -hmm. right. It's, it's all yeah. negotiating, but I do, I do understand your point. And as I said earlier, I think it is playing with fire is too strong, but I think it is risky to go into training camp with both of those questions, because I think it is possible. It could be a distraction. Yeah. I don't know if it's like playing with fire or if it's like, like poking and prodding a snake. Like eventually, like he, not to call, I'm not calling LeBron a snake here, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just hearing that, hearing that. You've been watching a lot of Star Wars and, and on Reddit, huh? Okay. Uh -huh. This is how I finally get canceled. <laughs> Another stupid analogy. But like, uh, no, so like out here, I have to do a lot Lando of Lando Calrissian do you. All right. <laughs> But like I, I out here, I have to do, I literally this morning just did the lawn and all of that stuff in preparation for the baby shower tomorrow. And, mm, um, and as I'm doing invite. the lawn, okay, like cool. almost at least I once like or twice. Showers, couldn't catch an invite. Cool. It's all girls. You wouldn't want to be there. Excuse me. <laughs> it's all like married moms. Man, man, no. Sorry, so, never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sparing me. Yeah. Um, but like every time I do the lawn, at least like once or twice, I'll see a, a tail like sh like kind of scurry away or slither yeah, away yeah, around yeah, the corner, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like I could find out what kind of snake that is, but I would rather not. <laughs> so I'll just make sure that it continues on the on the path that it's moving, and I'm not gonna mess with it. And like, yeah, I think here in in like holding out for the perfect deal, and I've written as much in holding out for the perfect deal. I think you do risk passing up on a good one. And I, 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 that is, that is there is, yes. That if is, I was that the Lakers, fair. I would be wary of that possibility. That is fair. But that is, yeah, there, you know, what do they say? You know, and I try to, I try to live my life this way sometimes is right. Like good is what like, good is the enemy of great or like, right. Like don't yeah, let, don't perfect, let perfect get in the yeah. way of better. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. I want to, I want to wrap up on a different, um, subject here. Okay. Uh, because and it's not Lakers related. It's just more of like a regular, gener, gener, generally sports related. You didn't know this was coming, so I apologize. I didn't. No, I like it. No, no um, but we have we I'll have like it. you have like five ten minutes on uh, on the back end here to, sure. to to. I was curious if you've seen everything that's been going on here with Kyler Murray. I have. You mean with his with his with the contract the studying clause? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you and combine then, that with what's going it, on with. I think. Yeah, I think it got removed. But bullying works. It turns out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, can see that. Yeah. But you, you combine been my fantasy that, quarterback for for some years, so yes. Uh, you combine that with what's going on with Lamar Jackson in mm -hmm. in his contract and the questions that are getting asked about Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, and mm -hmm. you know now infamously that one defensive coordinator who said he could win twelve MVPs and I still wouldn't consider He's him not a QB one, yeah. yeah, starting mm -hmm. counter. <laughs> cool, <laughs> most valuable player across the entire goddamn. <laughs> cool, yeah, right. 
Uh, wonder what's going on. By the way, there. Weight, there was a weight clause that this is this is back to basketball. Did you see the weight clause in Zion's? Thing? There's been some weird contract clauses that have been leaked. But go ahead. The Zion one, I at least get though, right? Like Zion has battled with weight fluctuation, and and like, but like Kyler Murray to this point has been an incredibly productive quarterback. He's been quite good. He's been really like he's. As he's I mentioned my fantasy quarterback. He's single-handedly transformed the Arizona Cardinals from like, man, I sure hope Kurt Warner comes back one more year to like, <laughs> oh my god, this is a really fun team. You uh, know, Bill O'Brien giving giving away DeAndre Hopkins help, but yes, yeah, but the Texans have been not well. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, um, and then you know, but yeah, like we we could talk. We could we. I don't think Zion necessarily fits into the to the conversation here here that we're having. No. Um, because like I don't think there are questions about Zion the player in the NBA. Like I if anything, people want to see more from Zion because he's fun to watch. Like yes. the NBA wishes he could get out there more often because they schedule the Pelicans for like thirty nationally televised games a year because the dude moves the needle. Um but but I think like I've I've grown really I think there are a few levels to this Kyler Murray conversation that all interest me, you know, okay. first and foremost. And I think this is the, this is the one that almost doesn't, it requires the most conversation about it, but it almost doesn't because a lot of it should go without saying, but it's not a coincidence that the two, like the, the, the two quarterbacks that are involved right now are the ones that there are these questions being asked about, even, even the despite the fact the receiver in the draft. Yeah, even yeah, even despite the fact that one is an MVP and another one is an MVP candidate, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about we're talking about and telling and I I think just generally speaking, trying to contractually control an employee's free time seems unethical to me. Like that is that's a that's it's one thing if it's like the the Jay Williams clause, like. Don't go out there and ride motorcycles because oh, yeah. it ruins. Really yeah, on the moped, right? Tearing ligaments in his ankle. Vlad yeah. Vladimir Renmanovich snowboarding. Or snowboarding, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like, I, I, it's one thing if you're if you're you know protecting your investment from a physical standpoint, right? But if you're if you're saying like, yeah, this guy's playing too many video, is there anything safer that a professional athlete can be doing with their with their free time than video games? I can't well, think of anything. Okay, so. I'm not gonna make you say it. I'll say it. there's like obviously an, an element of racism in here, right? Let's go oh, I thought I was Williams. making that clear. It is racism. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say it. It's racism. Yeah. Um, just the like the thought that the intellectual parts or the stand and read a defense, the pocket presence and pocket yeah. passing is is what those guys don't have because they don't process quickly enough. Yeah, Jay Cutler um, certainly spent all kinds of time in the film room. That guy definitely. I watched a ton of goddamn Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I, that motherfucker is beautiful. Like he um, studies the middle of the field better than any. <laughs> he studies. He studies hitting the only other the team middle in the numbers. Um, the guys he does the, not the know the sidelines exist. The guys in different jerseys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hit them right in stride. Um, and you know, dating porn stars is you know what. Never mind. Yeah. Um, he studies that. Beautiful man. Not a good quarterback. So obviously there's, there's, there are at, at minimum like weird old prejudices that are rearing their ugly head. Um, again, we'll go back to Doug Williams or Warren Moon or whoever. 
I just, it was so weird to me because you said like you and I, maybe it was Mo and I think Sam were talking about this on Twitter. Like, who does this benefit? And I said, it benefits, is it still Bidwell that owns the Cardinals? Whoever owns the Cardinals. It yeah. benefits Cardinals ownership because they think they can bully him into studying if he wasn't. And they get out ahead of putting this out there. So if they feel like they have to enforce it later, they already have like, it's not going to be a shock to the public and they get to blame the dumb black jock for it. Yeah. Right. Because we should, we should also studying. We should also clarify really quickly that the, the reason this got out is actually an NFL policy that their contracts are made available to NFL.com employees. And then mm -hmm. that's how it leaks. So it I'm wasn't pretty sure the same is true as of the NBA. Uh, which NBA is a public. wild policy. I don't understand why that policy should exist. Like Co contracts become public. Yeah. Yeah. But, but any, but like, so the, the, the contract, like this clause specifically getting out, didn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily like the agent leaking it or Murray's people leaking it or even the, the Cardinals leaking it. Public, yes. Yeah. So I just, uh, but, but, but I, the, I do think yeah. though, like the, the, the clause itself certainly benefits the Cardinals significantly yeah. more than it benefits Murray. Yes, four, but again, we're like, talking it, about four hours, like four hours in a, in over the entirety of a week, week is nothing. Yeah. But here's the other thing that was weird to me, right? So I get that they can time how much there is, you know, he's studying, I guess, because it is on a team issue laptop or iPad or something, right? So they can time how long he's going over game film and studying. But the part was weird that he like can't watch TV or play video games while he has to be actively doing it. How do you have any idea? Like, if it's on, yeah. how do you have any idea? How do you enforce that? Is there like a retina scan where you have to see his eyes like <laughs> yeah. moving over the text or the video? Is there? He has to. I mean, move, there are technically have, ways. Have to move right? the mouse, like every. Like so there often? could be. They would probably have like an assistant coach on Zoom watching film with Kyler. Would be my guess. Okay, I mean, I know they said it was on a team issue device of some sort. Yeah, that could track the time. Right. And only like, yeah, only Murray's like thumb can unlock it or something like but, that. OK, but if they're going to have an assistant with them, then like we don't need the clause to begin with. No, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not defending them. the clause. Right. I know just, you're not. You know, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The implementation of it and the yeah. logistics of it are like are very strange. Right. And probably unenforceable, which which leads me further down the path of like, there's some weird racial yeah. undertones. This is, Black this is aren't smart enough to play quarterback kind of thing. Right. And then, you know, the other part of this that I found interesting slash sad, honestly, was, uh, you know, Kyler Murray steps out, t takes a press conference and tells everybody in the media, basically. And, 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 and says into a video camera, you know, uh, the response to this has been, uh, what do you call it? Disrespectful that the, the, the yes. response to this contract has been disrespectful when I don't, I don't think the res the, the response to the contract is what's disrespectful. It's the contract that's disrespectful. But yes, but, like, the I, I, but the idea, the implication is that, but nobody else is making that implication. Like, no, no I, I, I have heard vast majority of people and look, it is football. So there are going to be some, some good old boys who have their right. thoughts on, on right. Kyler Murray, right. but like, we don't I, like our, we don't like our, we don't like our quarterbacks with tattoos, Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's the dark part of his skin that you're worried about, <laughs> okay. but like, but like, I, I think, I think when it comes to when it, I, I, 
I actually found myself kind of frustrated with with Kyler's response to the response to this, and 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 nothing's better than response to the response to the response analysis. But but like when Kyler steps out there and he says that you know the the response to this uh, contract has been disrespectful. I'm sitting there saying like, Kyler, the vast majority of these people are calling the contract disrespectful. They, the vast majority of the people that you're saying are, 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 are that you're calling disrespectful. Like they were out there saying that you shouldn't do this to your MVP caliber quarterback. And, and I think it was very indicative of where we are in 2022 when it comes to athletes or just powerful people in the media where there is, and especially with athletes of color um, and how they feel towards the media, which is predominantly white. And I thought it was, you know, it's a lot easier for an athlete to just kind of make a blanket statement and call out the media when really the, 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 the people that he should have been saying those things that he was saying on camera to were the people that were firing off him saying those things on camera. His organization put him in that position. The media didn't. Yeah, but he can't, he can't call out his, I mean, well, can, and, but he's and not going to. What, you know what's funny is that Jen actually saw that video and made a really good point. And she said, what if he's saying this to the media, but in a way aiming it, like giving side eye to the organization as he says these things, yeah. in which I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case. And I think, and, and you know, the fact that they then took out the clause would seem to indicate that that's the case, that that was him basically saying like, hey, if anybody happens to be listening, this is how I feel about the people right. who were saying this about me. And by the way, the people who were saying this about me are the people who put this in the contract. <laughs> we're the ones that are the ones that have the signature opposite mine on page yeah. 73. Yeah. Right, right. So like maybe that's how that went down. But I, I, I also think though that given where we are in 2022 and how athletes where Draymond is out there saying he's creating new media as he has a podcast uh, and he tweets out about how uh, how would his team do against the 96 bulls? Like that's not new media, buddy. Like no. that's just, that's just no. media. No. Um, and, and, and look, and like, the jazz and the jazz team they played against. Yeah. But yeah. And I also, I, you know, like it, I also think we have arrived in this place in 2022 with how athletes and especially athletes of color. And I, and I say of color, it's not just black because we have Latin baseball players who like weren't given translators for like the entireties of their career. Um, like we, when it comes to how the predominantly white media has dealt with predominantly, uh, not uh, white, not white athletes, it has gotten, it, it has led to where we are now. And, and I thought Kyler saying those things was a very sad reflection on how that, how that relationship has eroded. Yeah, I mean, all of that is all of that is fair. I think the other interesting part, though, is you're making like the Draymond comparison, or even we can make a LeBron comparison. But compared to football and baseball, baseball has baseball has a different issue because baseball has always had a really difficult time marketing its stars. Yeah, and a, a lot of the best baseball players are not native English speakers. Mm -hmm. So you know, like. Miguel Cabrera in Detroit is a really great example of this. Shohei Otani is a really great example of it. He's the example here. of it right now. Yeah, now. But like 
And before him, Mike we, Trout was the best player in the sport, and he may as he may as well have not spoken English as a first language because he was so disinterested cares. in yeah, doing anything interesting. Yeah. So baseball has like kind of a separate problem. Um, also, like no one really cares about baseball anymore. But okay. I don't know that the like football comparison, right? Because Kyler Murray was the first overall pick, as you as you mentioned, he's a quarterback. Uh, I mean, like the Cardinals. And he's are... lived up to being the first overall Absolutely. pick. Absolutely. He's, he's been an MVP candidate. He's a quarterback, but nobody knows who Kyler Murray is. Yeah. So Kyler Murray doesn't have, is more reliant. And outside of like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and it used to be Peyton Manning, like that is pretty much the whole list in the NFL. Yeah. Like Kyler, do you know what Josh Allen looks like? No, Josh Allen might be the best quarterback. Like, do you know what? Justin Herbert looks faced. like, I mean, yeah, but like, do you know what, who's uh, DK Metcalf looks like, right? Like, no, we just, they look like super, but we know, and NBA stars have figured out how to market themselves. The NBA yeah. has done a great job of marketing his stars, right? Like you mentioned Draymond has a podcast and LeBron has all these, like Kyler Murray doesn't have those. Danny outlets. Green has a podcast. JJ Reddick really has a exactly. podcast. Those guys aren't like, right. those guys aren't at the Barkley, top of their sport. Charles Barkley is a media star and Shaq yeah. is a media, all of that. You don't find that in the NFL. The, the guys that, you know, go on ESPN or FS1 or, or NFL network to talk about the league. Some of them are really like, you know, Michael Irvin was a, a star. Some of them have, some of them are like stars, but they just don't they there isn't that thing with NFL players like there is with NBA players as individual stars. And with that individual stardom gives them opportunity during their playing careers, but then afterwards even to tell their story their own way or shape yeah. narratives or push agendas, all of that that just doesn't exist, even for a few years ago, first round pick, or excuse me, first overall pick who has lived up to it. They just don't have those like Matthew Stafford was the number one overall pick toiled in obscurity in, in, yeah. in Detroit forever came to the Rams, won a Super Bowl. Like, okay, what is like Matthew finally Stafford? got, finally got commercials. Yeah, kind of. But like, what is he capitalizing on? Nothing. He's, he doesn't have a platform to do anything. Yeah. Right. But all of these people in the NBA do. And so for Kyler Murray, for Lamar, like, I don't know what else they do other than have to take that questioning and try to get their point across in somewhat of a combative way, oftentimes with the media. Yeah. They need the Kyler Murray, if he wants to say something, needs the media in ways that an NBA player wouldn't. Any NBA player doesn't. Yeah. Like, right, because an NBA player could hop on another NBA's podcast yeah. and say those things. Right. There aren't even like NFL pod to any NFL play player. Like he, I guess he could technically go on uh, Dan McAfee's show. Like he could definitely, he could. At you McAfee, know. there, that's the point. Yeah. There's the yeah. point. He's At a punter. McAfee. But like, yeah. He's a former punter. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, it, I just found this whole situation. You know, it, it, it brought up a lot of because when I actually started in media, when I was at Rant Sports, basically back then, my approach was I'm going to write about everything until I see which niche presents itself to myself and I'll really pursue mm -hmm. that niche. Right. And then eventually it became podcasting. And, and then, you know, eventually here we are now. And um, when I was when I was at Rant Sports, which I think has gone bankrupt since 
Um, but when I was there, Completely I would write all that. It became, it went bankrupt after you left. Totally. They just couldn't, they just couldn't, uh, couldn't sustain. Yeah. Just like my high school girlfriends just couldn't, couldn't recover after, after <laughs> we broke up. Yeah. But like What's your high school girlfriend doing right now, uh, married, married to her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. And like other, other ones, like other ones, like, I, I don't know. Like there's, uh, one was, uh, one went on to be an MMA ring girl. Um, so she did all right. I would <laughs> probably <single>? say <laughs> she, she did. Okay. Do we keep up with her? Or? <laughs> yeah. I think another one's like a yoga still instructor. Have her infor- still have her information. <laughs> I'll pass it along. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I look at, I look at, I looked at this situation and it really reminded me of like how frustrating it was to cover the NFL because so many times you wind up like, there is this undertone. There's this this very you know extremely thinly veiled racism that goes on here. Mm-hmm. And and in this case, like I, I'm sure there are people who were pointing this out, and I'm sure there there are people who cover the NFL. There are very 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 good people covering the NFL who have covered the these same grounds as you and I have. But it's been maddening to like kind of see like, well, you know, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. Like, no, man, like. Racist league does racist thing. Why, why, why are we surprised? <laughs> yeah, and it's also there is much less individual individuality in in the NFL as com- as compared to the NBA. Um, there is much less security in the NFL because it's a more violent sport, but also because there aren't guaranteed contracts. The players have much because of those two things have much less power and much less yeah. freedom to speak out on certain things and there is a lot more protecting the shield and groupthink in the NFL as there is compared to the NBA. And that has caused there to be a, um, a slower evolution, evolution of progress in the NFL as compared to with some old ideas as it compares to the NFL, when, whether that's women being um, around as coaches, as executives, um, Hell, even the evolution of the sport has the taken black slower. people being around yeah. as executives and coaches. Like, and and by the way, now in the NBA, it's all significantly better. But the NBA didn't wasn't great with that for quite some time either. But it is always the progress has been much quicker in the NBA as compared to the NFL. Your your and my show wouldn't have existed like fifteen years ago. Like people who look I'm like you, sure. and I'm look not like sure. Me. I'm not sure it would have existed five years ago. But yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's taken it's taken a lot of time to get to a place where people who look like you and me get to do this, and uh, you know, I, I think the the platform is better for it, right? Like, with the, the 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 thing that I always get kind of frustrated about when we talk about diversity is like people think of diversity comes at the sake of quality of candidate or quality of product, mm-hmm. but diversity always improves the product there is no situation where diversity doesn't improve the product because all it is is it's diversity of background it's diversity of experience it's diversity of ideas and and solutions to to the same problems and that that's all that we're talking about here it now like a lot of that gets is is uh, represented by cultures and cultures that haven't been represented in 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 various ways over over the last decades or so and and uh or over the last hundreds of years or so and 
And so like that's that's where you start to ruffle those feathers when people hear diversity. They think, oh, people are coming for my stuff. But no, it's just no we want to improve the things through diversity and that's how it always yeah. plays out. Um actually like, ima- imagine imagine how how boring the NFL would be if it was all Kirk Cousins. Like that's that's the that's the league that we watched for like <laughs> I, you would probably you years. would probably like that now because no minute, well it would give me a chance at a chance. Super Bowl maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. like, I do not want to see thirty Jimmy Garoppolo or thirty right. Jimmy Garoppolo like that's that's around. the league that like that um, that we we were forced to watch for for I don't know how like how many well, great is, great athletes were just not allowed to play quarterback for this, for the first like the up thing, until the last ten years or the so the thing I care about most on planet Earth is Cal football. University of California football. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I really enjoy about college football as opposed to the NFL is the NFL is like pretty homogeneous and the college football is not right. Yeah. There are still, it used to be Nebraska right now, but there's yeah, still people like running the triple option. Running, right. <laughs> and yeah. you know, so a, a, most of it's run and shoot now, or, or, you know, everybody goes five wide and throw the ball over the place. Yeah. But you'll still get Michigan or Ohio State that's going to like try to punch you in the mouth and yeah. run the ball like so and that is not true in the NFL. There is no diversity in style in the NFL either. And yeah. part of there is some now, but not a lot. But that was the truth forever because there wasn't diversity in opportunity. <laughs> yeah. But I I yeah. that reminded me speaking of diversity, I um I've started going to uh, some Sparks games. Uh-huh. I have not been that high on it. Or I was not previously. And my mom got on my head about it. Mm-hmm. And so I promised her I would start going. And I have really, it's really fun. It's really, yeah. it's, it's different. It's different than the NBA, but I have really enjoyed it. And I encourage people to go to the WNBA. And the reason I'm saying this is because I just listened to, I love basketball where you were in Farage with Sabrina and, it was really informative and fun. And as somebody who is making an effort to get into women's basketball, the WNBA and become a Sparks fan, I just, I wanted to give both of you guys a shout out because it was, it was fun and informative. Hopefully like all of us do here talking about the Lakers and the rest of the NBA, but I learned a lot and I really enjoyed it. So I encourage everybody to go, I mean, there aren't that many teams, but if you have a local team, yeah. the season has another well, couple I think weeks. Getting ready to expand. I, I go watch. Yeah, I believe that's true. Also, but go mm-hmm. watch whoever your local WNBA team is. Go watch them. It's fun. Watch them on TV. Support it um, because it was good. But shout out to you and Sabrina because it was a really fun episode you guys just did. No, I, I appreciate that. Sabrina's a freaking superstar, so you could check out all of her stuff at, at Swish Appeal as well as when she when she does her show with Raj on Wednesdays. Um, and she was kind enough to explain it to in in a way like before we went live. I may as well have told her explain this to me like I'm I'm a five year old. Um, and, and it turns out because she's had experience working with me, she was used to doing that kind of thing. <laughs> it's not the first thing she's had to explain to you like a five-year-old, huh? Exactly. Um, all right. That's going to do it here for this episode of the hook and this week's episodes here on the silver screen and roll podcast network. Thank you guys a ton for, for rolling with us. This is the second straight month that we have broken records here. Um, well, not the second straight. We've probably done it for a few months straight, but, but, uh, this is the second straight all-time most listened to 
uh, month of podcasts across all of the NBA coverage here on at, at SB Nation. So we appreciate you guys for that. Um, and like we said, the purpose of this conversation that Aaron and I had today about LeBron was to kick off what uh, what you guys are probably in uh, should be getting yourselves ready for in this upcoming week in in contract extension week for LeBron. So we'll cover that as best as we possibly can. Uh, and until I talk to you guys next, which will be Sunday night, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Larsoul, and this was The Hook.